welcome to the Josh Johnson Show. I'm Josh Johnson, joined by my co-host and fellow Sam comedian, Logan Nielsen. Logan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Um, you know, I I only wish most people could reach these heights. <laughs> right on, man. That uh sounds healthy? Uh yeah, just you know, out here balling out, living that medium lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, really 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 bashing that average, you know what I mean? Yeah. I uh so oh yeah, real Really repping that really repping that fine. Yeah, yeah, give him that fine with a capital F. <laughs> but but a period. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not fine. Abruptly. It's it's fine. It's fine. Um so we got a request from a listener. You know, we had a little bit of train talk in the last episode and so this listener wanted to hear stories like, about trains. I like that you thought about trying to remember who sent it, but had no idea. Well, I just, I, here's From the thing. From a listener? Yeah, but I feel like a listener is safer than butchering someone's name. Uh, well, it's Darren, so. How do you know it's not Duran? I guess, it, well, it's D-E-R-R-O-N. Oh, so that could I, be anything. You should probably read his whole thing. Oh, okay. Let me bring it back up. Yeah. Hi, just wanted to say I love the podcast. Listen to it every Thursday at work on Spotify. I know Josh always talks about living in New York and has a lot of train facts. Does he have any stories about riding in the subway? I'm from New York. I know he must have something, have seen something weird while being there. It's hard not to, honestly. I've only yeah. been to New York a couple times, and like you, yeah. you sp- you're on the train for five seconds, yeah. and you see something. Man. Uh, thank you, by the way, to, for that email, Darren. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um. Okay. I'll just tell you one off the bat that. <laughs> well, and I just want to say, too, I, I want to quote your joke about it, which I'm sure he's familiar with. But the idea that I, I've i loved your idea of you should get time living in New York based on experiences, not based on actual time. Oh, sure. Yeah. So you've said if you're getting off a train and a homeless man coughs in your mouth, you've been there five years or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that idea. And that's that really does resonate even just from like living in Chicago. You know, it, it does like when these things happen, it's like, oh, no, I'm here now. When yeah. these things when I see these things. Oh, now I'm here. Okay. Sure. Because because in all honesty, it's it's about the things happening to you at a certain point that shouldn't happen to you until this point, if that makes sense. So, yeah. so something really, really bad, hopefully would never happen to you, but shouldn't happen to you until like you've been here a few years and you've really got your bearings. So right. if it happens yeah. immediately and you're still here, you're, yeah. you're weathered. You're meant to be mayor. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you come here and immediately have it. So the first thing that I, distinctly remember was I was I was on the train headed to work this is this is early when I got hired at Daily Show right so we're like we're talking like maybe even the second week and I am very very nervous about being late because you never want to be late for a new job you know Mm -hmm. so like I'm still trying to make this incredible impression make a big splash my first month in and everything and I'm on the train at like a reasonable time right like I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not rushing but the train stops and it's a screeching stop. So something is wrong. And there's a, what looks like a businessman in, you know, one of those long, I wouldn't call it a trench coat, but you know, like those long coats that you wear, mm-hmm. um, with us, with a briefcase and everything. And as soon as the screeching is heard and we come to that abrupt stop, the guy just screams out. He's clearly already not having a good day. And he just screams out like, ah, we're stuck. <laughs> but yeah. like in, in the weirdest, like Spider-Man two, like level of cooperation between everyone, we all agree we're stuck, but he's the only one that screams it. Right. Right. And then a homeless man from the corner of the train car goes, nah, y'all are stuck. And then, <laughs> oh no, oh no! And then he climbed out of the window on top of to the top of the train car, and we yeah. heard him like bumping the top 
of the train, just crawling at the top of the train until he got to the end of the tunnel and then hopped off to the platform. (laughs) It stuck with me ever since. That's that's amazing. Well, first I was worried like something bad was because that was very like reminiscent of Watchmen. Of just like Rorschach, like, you think I'm stuck in here with you? You're all stuck in here with me. <laughs> no, no. This dude. <laughs> but it's instead of just him bragging about his, his escape prowess. My man was <laughs> trying amazing. to start a cult. That dude, he could have stood up yeah. and said anything. He could have been like, nah, y'all are bound by worldly possessions. And then That's climbed a- <laughs> out of the window. Yeah. I'm not homeless. I'm free. For anybody who is not familiar with a New York subway, the window that I'm talking about is extremely skinny. Very narrow. Very small. It was horrifying to watch him do it. And no one no one stopped him because we were all so terrified. But it was truly so scary to watch him do it because we're already like how is this man skinny enough to do it then what if the train starts again while he's up there yeah and you know luckily it didn't but then we also as we heard him climbing on top of the train car we're also like okay this dude is the devil this is clearly yeah Yeah, just there's gonna start be just like arms thrusting through the roof (laughs) yeah like the next time i see him he's gonna be in full demon mode but no he was just he was just enlightened, and he was trying to share his insight. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Is that yeah? Has he reached Zen? Is that is he is he more actualized than any of us? Because he I was mean, just no. Y'all are trapped. The <laughs> fact just, that and no one was talking to either of them. It was such a. It, it was such a. An interesting look at like the spectrum of society because it was also a guy that was like. I would assume is rich just from how he looked. I know he may be faking mm-hmm. it till he makes it, but like he looked pretty rich, uh, great haircut, you know, whatever trench coat coat thing, stylish thing he was wearing briefcase who still has a briefcase in like 2017. <laughs> and so you I'm know, always amazed when I see people with a real briefcase and not like a satchel bag. Yeah. I'm yeah. Amazed. That's where I'm just like, man, you really, there must be some power to it that they learned in the eighties that they, <laughs> Yeah, because because my thing with it was it was this super, super rich looking guy versus this obviously looking homeless guy. And Mm -hmm. only one of them saw possibilities. That's the thing. It it was it was different ends of the economic spectrum uh, spectrum and different ends of the uh, actualized spectrum. This man is trapped by his possessions. He has his trench coat and his briefcase, and they hold him down. This other guy, can he's the wind. That dude, nah, y'all are stuck. Especially in that moment, to just do... Because here's the thing. I don't even know if he wanted to leave the train, but he just realized that would have been the perfect mic drop. Yeah. Also, the second one that is was truly <laughs> harrowing was I got on this train car... And whether you live in New York, Chicago, L.A., even I think even like Portland and Seattle have like train systems that people use fairly regularly. Anytime, do they're just not as intricate. Sure, sure. Yeah, they don't have as many stops and stuff. But anytime you have been living in a city long enough, you know some unspoken rules, some things that no one's going to mm-hmm. tell you. They're just things that you learn on your own mm-hmm. through living there, Absolutely. right? And one of them is that if you have a car to yourself, something bad has happened in that car. <laughs> no one yeah. no one is ever just trying to do you the favor of giving you all the space and giving you a car to yourself. If no one is on that car, don't get on that car, right? <laughs> so, I, it's it is weirdly unnerving to be on a car by yourself too. It's like like if there's a couple people in there, it's weird. But especially at night, and you get in a car and there's no one else in there, you are just like, because mm. because that's always the scene in in movies. That's always the moment right before a, a group of people get on. It's like, hey, hey, look who's here, you know? And then they, <laughs> you know, it's always. It's yeah. right before, right before I, Joker. 
Dude, I I was on the train once and there was a it wasn't rush hour, but there were plenty of people. <laughs> there were plenty of people on the train car, okay? This is and in New York. This is in New York. And <laughs> there were plenty of people in the train car. And there was a pool of I don't know what liquid on the on the ground, right? Now luckily it was it was a thick enough pool that it wasn't spreading because you know how the train moves and then liquids can sort of just drift with the momentum of the train and then yeah, spread yeah. and now all of a sudden the whole floor is dirty it wasn't that right. it was a very distinct pool of whatever it was but it was pretty big mm-hmm. we're all doing our best to <laughs> stay out of it and then warn people. We're actually coming together as New Yorkers to warn people as they get on (laughs) the train. Hey, 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 look out. Don't step in that thing. You may never come out. Right. We don't, we don't know what this is. Right. We don't know how deep it is. We, (laughs) We, it it could be anything. It looks magic. And I mean, I I wish I would have taken a picture of it because legends, legend says someone did go in and they never came back. It honestly does look like, kind of it's not a black liquid but it makes the floor look like a black hole it's so (laughs) terrifying and and it was like moving a little bit like jello whenever the train would speed up and so then we get to this stop and there was a guy that was just coming in too hot so a couple people from the opposite side are trying to warn him as he's running into the train because i think he's scared the door's gonna close he's gonna miss the train so there are people who are trying to warn him as he's running in like hey watch out for that puddle right this man goes right into the puddle right so he slips flies up like fully horizontal lands in the puddle so now (laughs) he's freaked out and we're all we all do a collective ooh, like we're family like, <laughs> like this happened at a barbecue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of strangers who didn't know each yeah. other saw this man fall and all went, oh, together. Right. Yeah. And so now he's trying to get up and it's impossible. He is slipping. He's only getting in more of it. And it's, it's upon him slipping in that I realize it may very well be bigger than we thought. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> I'll never forget. I should laugh at this, but I'll never forget. He was trying to grab everything he could to get some sort of handle on something to help him get up, but he just kept slipping down. And then finally, after the fifth attempt to get up on his own, this man just screams, Help me! This dude was like, can't, can't you see I can't get up? <laughs> and then and then a guy came over, right? So we're all pretty stunned. I, I had to admit <laughs> that I was not the hero in this situation. I mm-hmm. was a complete and total bystander and a coward. I can admit that. But right. a, there was a guy who hears him scream, watch the whole thing, walks over. And we were all wrong for this because this man was just he was slightly he was just at the cusp of that age that was too old to be helping people. You know what I mean? Like he like he not an old man, but he's like, you know, maybe looks mid 40s or something to where if he fall, he's definitely going to be hurt. Yeah, I mean, like it's not going to kill him, but but his knees aren't playing games anymore. Right. So then. This dude goes over there to help him. The guy on the floor reaches out his hand just, you know, in desperation. And you can Mm -hmm. see the guy. He made that big show of walking over. So he knows he actually has to help now. But you can see he clearly doesn't want to grab that dude's hand because the hand is covered in the stuff. (laughs) Right. Because the first way he tried to get up was to post up and, and... push himself up but just slipped right so the hand is covered in whatever primordial ooze was was already on the train car right and then <laughs> and then he grabs hands with the dude is clearly disgusted and we're you know this is a pre-pandemic time so things are gross but they're not like 
life-threatening, terrifying gross, right? So so he grabs hands with him and tries to pull him up. As he tries to pull him up, the guy is also pulling him down. down. Like, they're both just working on each other's yeah. tension. And now... <laughs> And now this dude is being pulled towards the puddle. (laughs) So then just as he's kind of lifting the guy that fell up, he's now in the puddle and they both slip and fall. So now the puddle has two victims. (laughs) And then they melt into each other as one person. (laughs) And so then the primordial ooze breaks them down as it's the symbiote from Spider-Man. Then this dude, like the mid-40s dude, falls and immediately just regrets everything. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this has all been in one stop, by the way. Like, no, like this is this is just one. It's a matter of seconds. Of this, this all happened so fast. I know I'm telling the story slow, but like it all was just happening immediately, one after the other. And then... This this guy sitting down, I guess he thought maybe the stakes were lower for him and he couldn't possibly get pulled in. Right. So mm-hmm. then he grabs the back of the 40 year olds uh, jacket and tries to pull him away from the puddle as he's pulling him away. This dude's strong because as he's pulling him away, he just slides both dudes towards him. So now they're both <laughs> still in the puddle, <laughs> but now the puddle is in front of him. OK. And then the the guy, the 40-year-old guy, is actually now close enough to the pole that he can grab the pole and try to work his way up, even though it's very slow because his hand is now slippery from touching the other guy's hand. <laughs> like, the tray might as well have been filled with grease, okay? That's, I just... <laughs> I'm just thinking, I'm like, what the hell was this? What is, what is this slippery? Like, what weird vial of experimental KY did someone drop on, on the floor of this train? Dude, it had. apparently is inescapable. It had to be lube. It had to just be six bottles saying, of lube. Please. Yeah, because because basically this guy's trying to now get up and he's just sort of sliding on the pole. The guy that's seated is sort of like, I did my part. And he actually goes back to his phone. <laughs> he just gets right back at his phone. And it's just like, uh, well, I tried, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then both of them manage to stand up. And they're standing up so, I don't even know if precarious is the right word. Because basically they're standing up now in the in the gunk. And so they know they could fall at any moment. Mm-hmm. And so they just slide to where the floor is a little bit dry and like both breathe a sigh of relief. Right. We've all watched this thing for the past, you know, 46 seconds or whatever. And then I remember my stop was next. So I'm already getting up and like trying to avoid I'm going the other direction. Right. I don't right. want to have any part of this. And. As I'm getting off, a woman further down in the tray goes, oh, my God, there's a puddle over here, too. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd like to think that puddles were just appearing in the tray. (laughs) And then the doors close and then you see blood hit the windows. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's the thing. No, but I, I, because I, I kind of, I miss those stories. Yeah, I, I miss kind of public transit stuff. Um, I was, you know, because I moved back to my hometown area in in Iowa, which is, we don't have trains. We don't even have taxi cabs here. Mm-hmm. There's actually, there's actually in town. There's, there's one Uber and one Lyft, and they're the same guy just splitting his time. <laughs> Sorry, I caught Josh while he was drinking water. There. <laughs> It's just Ralph. It's one dude. It's one dude. He's got two apps open. (laughs) You know, there's a couple. There's a couple of like cab vans here, but there there ain't much. But I was in like shortly after I'd moved back for a little bit. Then I was up in Minneapolis going to a a baseball game, and we were waiting at a train. And just this this dude walks up to me, and he just large guy. He just gets in my face and just goes, and then just like walks away. And my cousins were so startled. They were like, Oh my God. They're like, what was that? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, that made me feel weirdly at home. 
because <laughs> like, I was missing Chicago. I'm like, that actually, that felt familiar. I was like, mm, crazy in my face. Yay. There was there was a guy in Chicago that it wasn't it was actually the opposite of that exact thing where he <laughs> he walked up to um, my friends and I and could not have sounded was a black dude, but could not have sounded more like Shakespearean old English. Mm. And he walked up and he was like, excuse me, my fellow gentleman. Oh, I love it. Could you please help me in procuring funds so that as I may acquire some crack? <laughs> Did he say crack? He said crack. And I was, like, I was like, I'm all for honesty, right? It's like, if you want drug money, just tell me you want drug money, you know? Right. But the way that he went about it was the most, like, it was the most prepared, the most astute way to ask for money for crack to the point where right. I was like, this man's not about to buy crack. Like he was practicing in front of the mirror and just like, I need crack. I'm like, nope, that's too forward. Like, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, gentlemen. Could you please help me as I quest to procure funds? Yeah. I was like, yo, this dude, this dude right here. Cause now, now I actually wonder if he gets more Shakespeare in the, like if he smokes crack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he's a, he is a knight from another time who fell through a vortex and ended up here and then just really loved crack. I feel like if you gave that dude crack, he would just straight up start. He would write a sonnet. <laughs> you know, he would just start speaking straight Chaucer. <laughs> I remember uh, on a train in Chicago, and this is early when I lived there in, in college, and this is pretty early on. And uh, sitting, it's on the red line train, and sitting across from me, I, I the only way I can describe him was just he was a straight up pimp, like he looked like a pimp from movies in the seventies about pimps, like mm -hmm. aside from a big hat, but he had like he had like snakeskin shoes on, he had a cane and big ass rings on, and you know his shirt open and like gold, like he he just he looked like that. He just was the coolest dude in the train. Was sitting back in his seat, looking all suave, and I I just kind of saw him and I was just like, like that's a pimp. <laughs> like, if if not currently formally, <laughs> he has been a pimp. But I was just kind of I was tapping my feet to a to like a song in my. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine, imagine that re you, you retire from being a pimp, but these are just your clothes now. <laughs> yeah, you don't stop being a pimp and then just suddenly start wearing cargo shorts. Like you don't really. No, nah, not when you got all that fur left over. <laughs> uh, but he, but then I was tapping my feet just kind of along to like a song in my head because I, I uh, was just kind of playing like because I've. I've I'm not like a good drummer, but I have drummed. So like I kind of was just tapping my feet to that. And I saw him watching my feet. And then he like he leaned over me. He's like, you play drums? And I was like, oh, kind of a little bit here and there. And then he's like, you should come down to this club. <laughs> he's like, we got, you know, they got like open stage time. You come in, you jam with some guys like a blues club. He's like, I go there and I play you know, we always need drummers, you know, step in and stuff. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, that's oh, that's super cool. Maybe knowing like in my head, I'm like, oh, God, no, that's going to be that's going to be so intimidating. Yeah. Because if these are actual blues musicians, I'm a shitty drummer. I am not putting myself in that position <laughs> at yeah. all. I'm not a blues drummer. I don't know how to do it. But to have this guy like literally lean forward on his cane, like as if to deliver a prophecy. <laughs> you play drums. <laughs> He's like, I saw you tapping. It was just, it was, it was a very, I don't know there's no real end to the story, but it was just a cool moment of, of a man wanting to pull me into a movie from the seventies. Dude, I, I feel like the, the train in Chicago versus the train in New York are just, I feel like the New York train is the Chicago train on steroids. Like the amount oh, of yeah. stuff that I see or have happened oh, that is just, well, because the train lines in Chicago much. actually quiet down at times and no one's, you know, you will get a train where oh, no one's really out or on at this time. Yeah. That's never really the case in New York. Yeah. The trains are always fairly busy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and yeah, it is. It's well, I told you that when I came to visit you for the first time and I hadn't been to New York in years and it was just like, it's really not that different from Chicago. It's just more. Yeah. It's just but really kind of the, the, the darkness of city life is just a little more in your face than in Chicago. Yeah. Similar. You know what I mean? And when I mean darkness, I just mean just like some of the, you know, some of the rough things you see and stuff like that in New York. It ain't shy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like there's a bad thing in this corner. Like, <laughs> right? Kinda, well, Chicago, it's a little more subtle, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like the the other thing that I've always been super envious of are people who are fully willing to eat on the train. I, I think mm. that I've seen people. There was a, there was a family I saw one time that fully broke out their whole dinner on the train. Yeah. And I've we're seen that. passing it amongst each other and yeah. everything. And I was like, the stakes could not be higher. If you spill all this rice, this will be oh, the yeah, nastiest yeah. train floor uh, in yeah. all the city. And to their credit, not not a lot of spillage. Not a lot of like like I've I've actually only ever once seen someone spill in a way that ruined everyone's commute and it was a guy who i don't know what he was doing but he was texting in one hand and holding his coffee in the other and he was leaning against the pole so he should be completely fine he's posted up somewhere that's sturdy he's texting with one hand but he's also holding his coffee in the other hand nothing Mm -hmm. should go wrong really you know the only way he could be safer is if he was sitting down And I don't know if something surprised him or, you know, like maybe he got a text that said I'm pregnant or something, but he just fully dropped his whole coffee out of his hand onto the floor. Mm, That's a bummer. And then got off at the next stop. I feel like he just went home. He did not. (laughs) He didn't want to be on the train anymore. And he also didn't maybe want to go to work. I think at the very least, you don't want to be in that car. You don't want to be the guy who just dropped the coffee and everyone has to deal with it. You're like, okay, well, (laughs) yeah, I'm moving two cars up. See ya. I know he, he legitimately got off. He got off and went up the stairs. And so I was like, (laughs) unless this is his stop, he was embarrassed enough to quit today. He straight yeah. up quit Tuesday because yeah. he was like, I can't. Well, looks like I have to move. And I, right. get, I get why he would get off because, you know, the coffee was the coffee was the most cream colored I've ever seen, which means it was all sugar. Like that dude mm-hmm. just dropped a sugar bomb and now people are going to be stepping in it for the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. That sucks. The thing with trains, like train systems in cities like that, especially ones with like active train systems, I feel like that's where you can really get the the true microcosm of of the best and worst of a city. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Because you can really see, because a lot of times you'll see people who are kind of like in the puddle story, people trying to help each other out. You see people who are offering seats and helping each other get to where they're going. And you'll see that, and it makes you be like, oh, like everyone in this city is kind of on the same side. And then you'll also see the other side, <laughs> which is the the shitty, selfish side of it, of people who are just ramming through people and then, like, want to fight mm-hmm. or, or you know, or rub up on people or creepy stuff. It's like you really get the full positive and negative of a city if you, if you ride in their train. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. you kind of really learn... You really learn everything about what makes a place great and terrifying. Yeah, I mean this this subject alone is probably going to turn out to be like five episodes, not straight, but like <laughs> yeah, this is because also train stories keep happening. You know, well, train stories keep happening. Well, that's why too. It's you know, in in New York and in Chicago and stuff, in comedy, the first thing people move to those cities usually have is from new material is transit stories. Yeah, I remember it's like once you'd have people who would move to Chicago who are new to Chicago, they'd have their material that they'd already done, and then the next two months after that are just like, man, buses smell like pee. It's like, yeah, okay, (laughs) yeah. Congratulations, you were the first to really crack this one. You did it. It is crazy when you ride public transit. Also, I'm I'm not gonna lie to you. I can see how a train station and a train would smell like pee. But a bus has no excuse I've to be smelling the, the way it no, smells. That's true. That is true. 
Because trains, you can see how someone could sneak away to take a piss. Yeah. But on the bus, not really. But I don't know. I I am always in awe of like a bus fight versus a train fight because I've watched a lot of both. And <laughs> I feel like a train fight is like having a fight in a bouncy house because at any moment the train could like, you know, speed up a little mm-hmm. bit, throw you off balance. But a bus fight is just the most uneven like it's not like at least a bouncy house is like on the ground, you know? Right. The way that buses move, I can't even believe that people people like lunge for each other and stuff oh, yeah. on the bus. And I'm like, how how do you have the distance management? <laughs> this thing is taking like one left turn and we're all now all of a sudden having a different relationship with gravity. Mm hmm. And yeah. so when I see like bus flight fights are just so much sloppier, like the person probably yeah. doesn't even hit the person. Whereas a train fight, I've seen. Oh, you can get some. You can get some. Some you know, feet under you. Uh, you on the train. You can really. <laughs> yeah, I saw a dude knocked out cold on the train, and really? yeah, and it was like. It was one of those things where he clearly was instigating a fight before I got on that train. Right. And then he was also like bucking up to people like he was going to hit them. And then one guy just wasn't having it. And he he hit him real clean and didn't look like he put a lot of effort (laughs) into it. It was one of those things that's like almost not fair that that dude got knocked out that quick because the other guy didn't even take a stance. He just sort of popped him on his chin and that dude fell asleep. Like it, like it didn't even look, it looked like the way that, um, a toddler would fight with a baby, just like one touch. And then right. the baby rolls over. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I, the bus fights I've seen have been so insane. Well, that's usually just grabbing and kind of falling over too a lot of times. Yeah. In a bus yeah. Fight, Cause it's just, there's no grace to it. You can't, you can't really fight in a bus that well. No, no. I mean, and usually a lot of them they'll they'll yell and shit, and then the driver will just pull over and be like, "No." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, listen. That's my favorite. I've had I've had bus drivers. I remember my I don't know I don't even know what was happening, but the first bus I took in New York, right? So I'd flown mm-hmm. to New York from Chicago. I was moving to New York, right? right? Flown from Chicago to New York. Left my things with my future roommates and just came with like two suitcases and a gym bag. Right. And dude, I I get on and the bus driver's already upset about something. And I get on and a couple people try to get on behind me and he just closes the door and and they get really upset. But the bus is full. It's like actually full. He's not being a jerk. And then he reopens the door just to be like, all New York can't fit on this bus. And then closes the door again (laughs) and drives off. Then at the next stop, a couple people get off, a couple people get on, and I don't know what happened, but he stops the bus just like way before the light, just stops the bus in the road, turns Mm -hmm. around and looks at some people in the back and goes, listen, no, and (laughs) just, just starts driving again. I love bus drivers so much. Like I, I, I have so much respect for them because every time I'm on a bus in a major city, I'm always just like, this would be a nightmare to drive this in a busy city. Yeah. Of just, I don't know how they do it, and the 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 shit they have to put up with all the time. And it's usually bus drivers too. Like I've gotten so many free bus rides where you get on and like your car doesn't swipe, and they're like, I don't care, just get on. Yeah, <laughs> they're so they're so over anything that they're with, especially at night. And you're just like, oh, shit, it won't take my car. And he's like, just go sit down. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. This one's free, dude. And then I. OK, so this is this is slightly off the topic of uh, I like my train conductors too. not meaning to to leave them out. I respect them, too. They, they at don't least weave, yeah. they don't have to weave in and out of traffic, though, with their train. They also <laughs> they get got other, they got other shit to worry about. They also get a yeah. room, though. They get a room yeah, they, where they're removed true. from. They get to lock themselves away. Yeah, they're they're Man, not. You remember though? Remember that guy in Chicago though? I never really saw him, but 
the dude, he sounded like Wolfman Jack, like the old radio host where he got, it's like, all right, everybody, we're going, the next stop's going to be this. And he always had like jokes. And yeah, lines to, yeah, yeah. He was always my favorite. I would, anytime I would hear his voice, I would, I would immediately make my day better. Cause he'd be like, all right, everybody, we going downtown. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's, I'm not even like exaggerating. That's how he talked. No, no, it is. It is. And everything was a joke. And he's like, I'm going to get you this safe. Oh, what did he say? One of them was, uh, we had to, we had to wait. It was sitting. There. He's like, he's like, we got a train stopped up ahead, so we just gonna chill here. We don't want to be on the news tonight, you know. So we're gonna stay off the news and we're gonna hang. Yeah, I'm gonna get you where you're going, though. Don't you worry. <laughs> and it was, it was my favorite. He just kept saying, "We're gonna stay off the news. Don't worry about it." <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. I love that guy. It's it's also um, like. <sighs> I remember I love when train um, train conductors are just fed up, like at yes. the level of a bus driver, because they will use that intercom to do chaos. <laughs> to shame people. Yeah. Um, so I so it. I think I think they should be allowed to do that as much as they want. They're getting us where we need to go. I think they can hate us as much as they want. This guy, this guy was the train conductor. I remember it was like Chicago. I think it was St. Patty's Day or something. So he was extra fed up. And I, I remember our oh, train God, yeah. was stopped for like maybe three minutes or something. Like, you know, it wasn't a crazy amount of time. But it was enough to be noticeable. Right. And uh, this guy comes on. and He's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm sorry that we're not still moving. There's there's some jackass in the middle that. uh <laughs> He keeps letting himself get closed dead by the doors. Pick a side, in or out. Like, I'm not trying to close the door. And he's having this full conversation, yeah. like, on I'll the intercom. And he yeah. was like, I'm not trying to close the doors on you. You just can't seem to decide where you want to go. Doesn't this hurt? And he, and, okay, so as he is saying, doesn't this hurt? He's trying to close the doors. So, so the door is closing. Doesn't this hurt? This, the door is closing on this guy in his face and in his crotch, just the middle of his body, just cutting right. him in the middle. And the conductor's like, doesn't this hurt? Like, just pick a side, in or out. Doesn't this hurt? That's great. I remember uh, <laughs> this is this is a wild one. Uh, it's not trains. It's planes. But oh, okay. our our subject of fights got me on it because I remember. Did I think you I, see a plane fight, bro? I, I I thought I sent you this as it was happening. I was sending it to Chelsea and Jacob, some people that I lived with at the time, like my roommates I don't at the remember time. Remember if you sent me this, dude. Okay, so I I had to get to our friend Mike, who we love very much, but oh, we Mike's have not great. introduced. Uh, you know, as a into as an the, overall, the canon yet. Yeah. yeah. But Mike um, was kind enough to drive me the rest of the way on a particularly rural show that I was doing. Right. So we already had to fly to like Philly from yeah. Chicago, and then he was gonna drive me to this like tiny town in in right. Pennsylvania, and <laughs> so I'm. At the gate, and I'm trying to keep my expenses as low as possible because this is like the front, front end of my career. Like, I'm surprised I even have this show. It may very well have been the first college that I ever did, right? So right. I'm trying to keep the cost super, super low. So mm -hmm. I buy the flights, and they're on Spirit, okay? Mm. And Spirit, if you're not familiar with Spirit Airlines, then you've clearly made all the right decisions in your life. Um, yeah. but spirit has a policy that if you, if you want to bring luggage, anything like that, it's going to cost you extra and it's yeah. going to cost you extra, extra, the closer you get to the gate. So when you're buying the ticket online, they're like, Hey, this ticket is very cheap. But if you want to bring luggage, it's going to be like 60 extra dollars, like something crazy. Right. Then right. you're, you're at check-in at the airport and they're like, Hey, if you between buying the ticket and now want to bring a bag with you, it's gonna be eighty bucks. Then if you get all the way to the gate, because one of the one of the hacks that people have figured out when it comes to airports is that if you can fit 
enough stuff in what looks like a carry-on and then there's not enough space you can basically get like a free carry-on yeah checked like a free bag checked right yeah and and so if you get there though spirit's been waiting for that spirit knows that trick all too well so if you get there with spirit the bag no matter the size really is now a hundred dollars to get on right so you already bought your plane ticket you're good to go but your bag is gonna cost you an extra hundred bucks I don't know, cash, EBT, however you want to pay it, but you're going to give us an extra $100, right? Mm-hmm. There was a young lady that either thought that she had gained the system or truly did not notice all the warning signs up until that point. So I'm waiting to get on my flight, and this this woman's with a gate agent, and out of nowhere, we all, all of us in the gate just hear her scream, No! <laughs> no, I ain't doing it! And we look over and and the gate agent is like, ma'am, like this is this is the policy. It, it was printed here. It was here. It was here. It was here. And right. as much as I'm never on the side of airlines, to be fair to Spirit and this woman, they gave her like eight Plenty. warnings. Yeah, they got a lot of warnings. Yeah. So well, every, everyone, too, in an airport are at their shittiest. Everyone is at their absolute yeah. shittiest version of themselves when they're at an airport. So then... They start they start getting into it and not even the gate agent is being completely professional, right? She's like mm-hmm. she's like trying to keep everybody calm. She's like, and the young lady's by herself. It's not like it's a family of people who aren't gonna make the flight. Right. <laughs> and then she is like yelling at the gate agent, yelling all these like insults and you know, just being a problem. And then finally the flight starts boarding. And this isn't my flight. My flight is the next gate over, so I can just watch this whole thing. I'm not boarding oh, okay. for another 30 minutes, right? Oh, so you can really get invested. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, play next episode. I am still watching. Yeah. yeah, it was it was insane. So then, dude, uh, the the flight starts boarding, and so she was like, "Ma'am, I can scan your ticket right now if you're willing to pay this extra hundred dollars to get your bag on board." You know, but you, this is the way it is. It's like not even up to me, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then she keeps yelling at the lady and the lady goes like, ma'am, I'm the only one trying to help you. Like, look around. Like, right. Yeah. And then she was like, you ain't trying to help nobody. You trying to get my money. Blah, 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 blah. And then the last regular passenger gets on. And so she even tries to reason with her for like, Maybe another three minutes after, because this is happening the entirety of boarding. Right. And finally, she turns to the other gate agent, and she's like, close the door. (laughs) (laughs) And so they close the door. When they close the door, that girl freaks out for real, right? Yeah. And she tries to hop hop the... uh, the oh. gate agent's desk and yeah. just gets Heisman posted up by the gate agent. Gage pushes her face away and she's yeah. like, ma'am, don't do this. Don't stop. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then she, she airport security isn't known for being chill. Yeah. <laughs> like, you might want to calm down. So then she, <laughs> she walks off like huffs and puffs storms off with her big bag. And look, like I said, I'm usually on the side of the consumer, the customer, everything. But this woman was trying to sneak the the bag she was trying to sneak on was pretty rich for anybody because it was packed mm-hmm. to the brim, it was busting at the seam, and it had to be like a hundred pounds. And right. I say that I only say that not to embellish the story, but because she was struggling with her own bag. Mm-hmm. This would have not. This would not have fit above her head. Like it was. I couldn't believe they let her through with it at security. So then she is pulling her bag and on the phone with somebody. And she's like, yeah, they won't let me on my flight because blah, 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 all this stuff, right? And then (laughs) I watched her. It felt so special. I watched her have the moment in front of me, right? So she gets to the part of the gate where I'm seated with a bunch of other, you know, passengers. And on the phone, she goes you know what? Screw this. And then drops her bag, drops her phone, gets a running start, and just jumps <laughs> over the gate agents. 
Gate Agent's desk and gets in a full-on fight, right? So now they are swinging. <laughs> they are swinging hard, okay? Wow. And two two male like spirit uh spirit employees try to break them up and one gets his glasses broken. <laughs> <laughs> And the other one walked away holding his throat like he was just like I think I think one of the girls like when they grabbed each of them they grabbed them I guess around the waist and were pulling them apart as they were pulling them apart they both went for a kick so one kicked the other in the glasses broke the glasses and the other one kicked the other one in the throat right (laughs) and so now both dudes have stepped away because one can't breathe and one can't see and so the women are just like now fighting hard right and finally someone like just a regular passenger screams out like where is security like where you know because this lady's been wilding out for what has to have been a full 15 minutes now so like she started screaming 15 minutes ago much less the fight right now and (laughs) and then this this other spirit employee walked past me and the people i was sitting with and was like "Ooh, she picked the right one because uh (laughs) i don't really care about this job she would have got kicked at the titty all right (laughs) (laughs) and so so then they finally get broken up by just some regular like bystanders and another spirit employee from a different gate. Mm -hmm. And then (laughs) the cops show up, right? But this is what's so crazy. The cops show up and some people were even like, where were you? Like, where have you been this entire time? Right. And the cops are basically like, when you called us, because they did start calling the airport security as soon as she started screaming the reason they're 15 minutes late for this whole thing is because they thought it was there was a miscommunication where they thought was happening on the plane and then they thought it was happening like under the under the plane for some reason so then we look and there are five cop cars under the the plane. Oh, so really they i guess they thought that this woman was wilding out like on the tarmac Oh, okay. So they they showed up there and started looking for her. Anyway, this is probably this is probably one of the most smooth moves I've seen in a long time. As soon as she sees the cops, she completely changes her tone and she starts kind of like giving it like a whiny voice and like trying right. to tell her side and everything. And I just really need to get to Cleveland. And I am. <laughs> I am not going to lie, dude. I'm worried about her because I'm like, look, you've already put your hands on people. So, like, if you keep that same energy with these cops, who you know, who's going to be able to help you, right? So right. then uh, the cop is listening to her and just walking with her and leading her, actually leading her towards the gate. And then – and I don't even know if he's a cop. I think he was airport security. But anyway, it's I guess the same thing. But he's got his hand on her back. And she's trying to tell her side of the story. And she's like, oh, they're trying to scam me, blah, blah, blah. I paid for my ticket, blah, 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 blah. And then he hits the buttons on the sky bridge and opens the gate for her and then quickly pushes her onto the uh, sky bridge and closes the door and turns around as like, so what happened? (laughs) (laughs) And so at first I was like, why would he, why would he, just like send her to get on the plane after all of this crazy stuff that right, she's done. Yeah. I look again and the plane is gone. Oh, so she's just stuck. She's in the- just stuck <laughs> in the jet bridge. <laughs> and he he played it off so cool because I guess she even thought the plane was still there. The plane was still and there. She yeah. could, and she could <laughs> That's board or something. Actually. But no, I was ahead. like, all right. I was like, yo, what a what, that that's how you de-escalate. You know what I mean? Like that that's... dude. Because then, I, I, as soon as she realized the play wasn't there, she started beating on the door Bang and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really good, right? Isn't that crazy? Damn, man, I my trips to the airport are always so boring. I've, <laughs> I've never seen that. The worst I've seen is just people who get pissy at the because they had a one of my last. Oh, it's coming out to see you actually coming to the last New York last time, and they had to. They're like, oh, the this plane's got a leak, so we're gonna get a new one. And people were mad. They're like, no, nah, but I want to get on now. And I'm just like, I'm good waiting for the new plane. 
Yeah. I'd like to have the plane that's not because they even boarded people and then had to take them off because they were just like, oh shit, this one's broken. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm good. I'll wait for the plane that works. But that's that's like the extent of the the airport drama I've seen. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, oh, one thing I forgot <laughs> that that did make me laugh very hard. When they were hurling insults at each other, uh the one <laughs> The one thing that really cracked up everyone around that I think tuned both of them into the fact that everyone could hear them and was listening was the woman that was trying to board was like, y'all, y'all ain't nothing anyway. Y'all just sit here, little back of the airport airline. Nobody takes you. Nobody likes you. Blah, 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 right. And then she's like, you an old broke airline. Y'all only got three planes and only two of them got wheels. Like just, just going in on them. Right. And then the gate agent just shut it down. And she was like, Bitch, you fly spirit. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the best way to just shut that down. Uh, look at you trying to get on this back of the airline, back yeah. of the airport, back of the... <laughs> trying to scam your way through the, through the shitty airport. Oh, that cracked me up. I... <laughs> I saw I saw a an almost train proposal one time. An almost train proposal? Yeah. So um, this, this this already just that title. Yeah. Is already challenging me and stressing me out for whatever was attempted here. So this dude Clearly, this is this is his girlfriend, right? Like they're all lovey dovey when hopes, they get on the train. One hopes right? he's about to propose to her. Yeah, you would you would hope, but you You'd never hope. know. You never want to assume. In fact, anytime I see a proposal in real life, I always walk up to the woman and ask, "Is he bothering you?" Know? you? <laughs> yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that actually be really great to do. <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen like videos of like the the jumbotron proposals that go wrong? Yeah. Oh man, those are brutal. They're brutal but delicious because it's just like this guy misread everything about the relationship. Yeah, this guy misread the last six months. Because especially like when they're just like no, 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 and they like run away. That's where I'm just like, oh, good. They weren't meant to be together because he did not read the room. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm okay with this relationship ending for her sake. You, anyway, sorry. Go ahead. You didn't read the room of one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who probably said something like, I really would hate a public proposal. Yeah. And then you're just like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get hammered at the Sox game. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna slip someone a 20 to, to propose for me. So then basically uh, I was on the train. This couple gets on. And is this you know, in New York? This is in, this is in New York. Yeah. In New York, and right. they're they're pretty like lovey dovey everything. And then the guy is like, I'm sitting diagonal from them so not right across but I can hear them right mm. and and <laughs> the guy is like there's something that I want to tell you and she was like what and he's like actually it's something I want to ask you okay. and then he goes to get down on one knee and and then she at first I can't tell if she's genuinely excited because she goes to cover her mouth right and it's like classic cover your mouth because you're you know gasping for air sort of thing and then he's like stacy would you and then before he can finish he goes are you about to propose to me on the train (laughs) (laughs) and he you can tell he wants to say no but that's exactly what it is right and she's doing it through her teeth like you know like you i mean you don't you, your yeah. mom, your mom isn't black, so you might not have this exact same experience. But I feel like all all no, moms talk, do this thing of like through a, their teeth. Just a, it's just a mom move. It's talking. Yeah. I need you are to you, down are down you right trying, now. It was get get down, get down. It was, dude. It was exactly. Are you about to propose to me on the train right now? And then he, oh. and then he, bro. Why would you? Why would you, dude? Unless you guys love trains, unless you met on the train, I can see. Like, I can see. There's, there's like two scenarios. Either she is an aspiring engineer, or, 
<laughs> like she wants to she wants to be the a train engineer or you guys met on that train are like the two reasons but if you just went for it that's what I was going to say. I was like, if, unless this is the exact spot that you met yeah. and she doesn't remember it, then, look at, dude, look you're at in the, the wrong. <laughs> look at the serial number, hon. This is the exact train car we met on five years ago, you know? Yeah, at the exact stop. Yeah, but otherwise, if it's just, I don't know, I guess now. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, I could gather all of her friends and family, but these strangers are cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you about to propose yeah. to me on this the train? This is a real bu- budget flash mob. Only cost me four fifty. No rehearsal or nothing. Actually, Just walk right in. Two fifty because she swiped her own car before I could pay. So, <laughs> what? How did how did he react? Well, what, what happened afterwards? Did they just have to stand there awkwardly then? Oh no! So he pushed he pushed what I'm assuming was the ring back in his pocket. He didn't even get to break out the ring. Pushed the ring back in what was through his pocket. Sat back next to her on the on the bench. And then uh, just pulled out his phone and started <laughs> scrolling. Oh, no. Yeah. That sucks. That, <laughs> that sucks. So just every part of it sucks. Oh, man. Oh, man. Was everyone on the train just looking at them then? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, no. already when it's, you know mildly full it wasn't packed when it's right. packed you can't see what's happening in any space besides room, your space you wouldn't have room to propose if you if it was packed but it was it was mildly full so it was to where everyone had a seat and a couple people were standing and so yeah when he got down on one knee we all sort of like looked over because even we as strangers were like he's not about to propose on the train is he on the train and there better be a story to this <laughs> right or at the next stop like all of her friends and family better be waiting with like balloons and they're gonna, you know, like you said, flash mob or all the next one. That might save it. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know what you could be thinking. Yeah. I mean, because especially too, if she was like, are you about, like, I'm sure they've had the conversation about getting engaged and I'm sure she's made her wishes known to get engaged like within the year or something. You know what I mean? And he was just like, I'll just do it spontaneous. Or yeah. <laughs> he yeah. read something wrong, too. Yeah. he. Re- <laughs> Are you about to propose to me on the train? Yes, I thought it would be sweet if I just did it right now. It's spontaneous. The fact that he just started candy crushing after that is like, I don't even know what's <laughs> going to be like when they get home. I mean, ugh, that sucks. Because, yeah, I'm just thinking about like how he's going to feel that after that. Yeah, because what... <laughs> Guess what you guys are talking about for the rest of the night? <laughs> yeah, how not to propose to people. Yeah, you can't get off the train then and just be like, "Sad, so you want to? I don't know. Should we get dinner? You know, go maybe somewhere nearby? Like you can't. It's yeah. I hope that was the end of their night and not. <laughs> I hope that wasn't all the way oh, to the God. restaurant. On their way to the party. I'd like to think that he just kept trying to propose the whole night. So then they get to the restaurant and, they, and then he's like, there's something that uh, I want to ask. Are you about to propose to me in a Sabaros? <laughs> okay. Just, you know, fun. I, guess, I guess I'll just uh, get something off of the uh, slice menu. Um, yeah. And then later on they're they're like at a movie. <laughs> It's like, there's just something that I want to ask you. Are you proposing to me a Terminator 4? <laughs> Gives the, give the Uber five stars, and you know who else gets five stars? You, my love. There's something I'd like to... Are you about to propose to, to, me, to me in an Uber? Well, in you didn't like Uber? the train. You didn't like the train. <laughs> So uh, upscale, I, 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 we're upward now. You know, at a certain point, you need to be clear with me what you want. All right. <laughs> I can't be expected to mind yeah. read. <laughs> yeah. Give me a list of all places you don't want to be proposed at. <laughs> Which will end up being most places. Most pl- Yeah. Mo- you should get <laughs> probably most places. Yeah. You shouldn't follow someone in the bathroom and propose. <laughs> Are you proposing to me while I am taking a shit? <laughs> oh, man. Are you proposing to me at the hospital? <laughs> I'm bleeding. 
My leg is broken <laughs> from when I ran away from you on the train. Are you proposing to me while I am on trial for murder? <laughs> Are you proposing to me at a seance right now? I just... <laughs> I just wanted to contact your spirit to let you know how stupid you were. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, that was that was amazing. I I also <sighs> saw a proposal at uh, the Trader Joe's that I worked at in Chicago, and that one was actually really sweet because he proposed to her right where they met. Like, I guess See, now that's that's the, that's the way to do it. Like that's the thing. That's the one situation that it would have worked on the train if you had met on that train. Yeah. At that time or whatever. Yeah. Because apparently dude was suave too. Like he had met her at Trader Joe's while she was like, I think she was like looking for apples or something. And then he ended up telling one of our managers a story, I think. And he like was like, uh, hey, this this looks like a ripe one, you know, and then like handed her an apple and she was like, oh, yeah, thanks. And then they started like hitting it off because he's good looking. And I think he was just really smooth with it when he. When he came through with that, like, this looks like a ripe one. And then from there on, they dated for, like, I think, what, he, he like, five years or something. And then, yeah, I was working a midday so shift. You're, <laughs> making me, you're making me sick with how cute their relationship is. Yeah, I'm getting, yeah. I'm getting physically ill because that's, that's adorable. Oh, how, how'd you guys meet? Oh, we were just, we both were buying apples at the same time. And now we're in love forever. That's that's obnoxiously cute. Yeah. I hate it. I hate them a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's any consolation, I don't think their groceries were free after the proposal. Everybody was like, yeah, that's real cute. That's going to be 168. <laughs> yeah. No, um, man. But did you so you saw the proposal Did they do it by the apples again or was it new? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like I think at the exact spot, which yeah. is which is hard to do because Grocery stores rearrange things yeah. all the time. So yeah, especially for five years. Yeah. But apparently it was in the exact spot and everyone started clapping and it was like it actually was pretty cool because then one oh, of the, I would I'd clap because it sounds cute as shit and I am mad about it. Yeah, one of the assistant managers started playing music and stuff. <laughs> you still won't get these groceries for free though. Still though, it all sounds perfect. <laughs> it's very cute. Imagine if you remember the ring and forgot your wallet. <laughs> Yeah, you can't propose to her and then have her buy the groceries. Like, yeah. You can't really. Baby, can you just spot me real quick? All right, you know I'm good for it. We live together. Yeah. yeah. This ring was expensive. All right. I don't have food money. <laughs> I thought I thought I remembered one short one that was going to be. Short one? Yeah. That's like a minute long, but I can't remember it now. Let me see. Uh, yeah, yeah. That looked like you looked off and just enjoyed your imaginary friend or something. That was so unsettling. <laughs> no, no, I just <laughs> you remembered were it. Up and you just went, <laughs> I just remembered it. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> this is so, it is so dumb. Um, I got on the train once at Loyola or Granville in Chicago, would be the stops I would usually get on the train from my job uh, when yeah. I worked at Aldi. And I got on at Granville one time, and this uh, cracked me up so much. I had an early shift, so luckily this this was like me just running home real quick to relax. It wasn't a big deal. And there were a bunch of like, they weren't teenagers. These were like grown men, that young, probably early 20s. And as I get on the train, they are in a full-blown farting contest. And they are and they are taking turns. And one of them is clearly winning, right? It's four of them. Two of them are coming in at like mid-level, like loud farts, right? One guy is blowing all of them out of the water. And this fourth guy is like having trouble even competing. Like he clearly doesn't need to fart. Right. And then <laughs> and then Why all, would you follow the cute proposal with this? I, I don't know. But <laughs> all three of them it's, are egging them on and they're like, do it. Just do it. Come on. You could do it. Mikey, do it. Mikey, Mikey, 
Mikey. You'll be a loser. You got to fart on train. <laughs> Win the fart contest. And so. In the train, man. That's how we roll. If you want to be in the gang, you got to fart in the train. And so then this dude is like, it, it's almost like, uh, is a xylophone the right instrument? It's almost like. Fart, 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 you know, till they're all doing it in session until Mikey does it. And they're all doing it at different pitches. <laughs> and then finally, there's... Nicing together. But <laughs> then the big guy who's winning does his. Next guy does his. Next guy does his. And Mikey finally does one. And it is so loud, but it stops abruptly. And it's like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, and Mikey pooped the train. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have nothing to say to that. I have, the fact that these men... How old were they? How old did they seem? Early 20s, man. Uh, like, they weren't kids. I know, like, grown men... Having a farting contest in the train. In the middle of the day. <laughs> uh, Why there? Why do it? Uh, I'm sad now. You made me sad. Whoops. <laughs> well, thanks so much for listening to the Josh Johnson Show. I'm Josh Johnson, joined by my co-host and fellow stamp comedian, Logan Nielsen. If you want to hit us up social you can find me at josh johnson comedy on instagram at josh johnson on twitter and josh J comedy on facebook as well as josh johnson comedy on youtube where we're actually going to be posting clips of this very show video clips yeah, we post video clips and coming soon we're going to hopefully be doing like video episodes hopefully so we've been getting a lot of questions about youtube we have stuff in the works to put more stuff out on on youtube uh but you can also email us uh, if you want to give us a suggestion like this that gets us, you know, we got a whole episode out of just talking about with just the suggestion from an email. But you can hit us up from Josh Johnson show at Gmail dot com. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Logan M. Nielsen on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it. I don't think there's anything else we have to. Oh, yeah. Just uh, please review us. Give us five stars when yeah. you get some time. Yeah. Whatever app you listen to us on, if you subscribe or follow or whatever. Whatever vague verb your <laughs> your app uses, uh, but do that because that uh, that actually helps us get more visibility on that uh, site. And if you give us a review and our Apple Podcast reviews, we like to read. We didn't read any this time, but we do uh, fairly often, and we like them, the ones that are nice. We haven't really gotten any mean ones yet. <coughs> fully, me- fully mean. <laughs> We've gotten some. They're like, and Logan's there too, but otherwise. <laughs> Uh, Well, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great rest of the week. And until next time.